A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on another episode of the DNA Airwaves. My name is Doriki, I'm one of the hosts, and I'm also joined by my friend and co-host, Anthony Lewis. Say hello friend. to the world. Hello, friend. I love when you like question our friendship on air. It means no, no, no. <laughs> I celebrate it on here. <laughs> Celebration, man. Uh, Matt <laughs> should be joining us soon, tardy Matt, but we're here with... PR extraordinaire Eric Alper. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Hey guys, I'm good. How are you? Good. good. Oh man, good. we got to get up to your level of energy. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> what, you know, is are, do we not have the hardest jobs in the world? No, of course not. So course you know, not. there's yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. we 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 talk and we we share stuff for a living. It's it's you know, what yeah, can be yeah, bad yeah. about that. Nothing. That's why we wake up like this. Let's go, guys. <laughs> hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate <laughs> I'm just it. saying that, Matt, because Dariki had called you out for your tardiness. So that's okay. It's not your fault. We blame yeah, technology. We... Eric Check and I love excuses, area. don't we, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We all have one a year. Hi, Eric. Oh, How's man. it going? Good, Matt. How are you? I am good. I'm happy to be talking to you again. Happy yeah, to be here. Exciting. Happy to be anywhere. It's exciting. Yeah, True. Happy yeah, to be that's anywhere. A, that's a good, that's good a way big, to say. Fact, it. Big statement. Um, so we don't have you for too long today. You have a busy schedule, as do the rest of us. But we appreciate the time that we do have, and maybe we'll just kind of rapid fire some questions. And I know we have all we all have things on our mind that we'd love to ask you. Yeah. yeah. So let's just uh, let's just get into it. I'm going to start with a doozy. I don't know how you're going to answer this, but have fun. Um, what do you think is the best era in music, or what's your favorite at least? Um, my favorite. Um, you know, it's funny when you think about the favorite era in most people, it's the time where they grew up in. It's a time mm -hmm. where, where they were teenagers, when everything was a little bit less stressful. They were more free. They had disposable income. They had a community that was really, really close, whether with hmm. people at school um, or like their part time job. So I grew up in the 80s. So I still listen to you know, the album that I bought back then, whether it was Genesis or In Excess or, um, you know, the mm. beginnings or the middle of rap of like Public Enemy in the late 1980s. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, Jeez. but I think the best era might have been the 1970s. Um, uh -huh. There were just mm. so much amazing music from Pink Floyd to Zeppelin to Paul McCartney's solo stuff to Marvin Gaye to Aretha Franklin oh, um, Stevie so Wonder's many. run of five albums in the 70s it will That's never be broken um, yeah. so much soul so much funk so much R&B so much punk music so much disco uh, a new wave um, progressive rock they're just and all of it was doing well 
So it wasn't like you had to go underground of like, well, let's talk about cart rock or let's talk yeah, about, yeah. you know, stuff that very few people know, knew about. There was a lot of different musical styles that were doing well concert wise and touring yeah. wise and video wise and also in terms of album sales. So, you know, but my favorite's the eighties cause it's, it's what I, it's what I seem to remember the best before my memory got all shot with useless stuff like mortgages and bills and oh. <laughs> all the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, What's, yeah, yours? What's yours? What's yours? I'm like would, a 90s, early yeah. 2000s guy, yeah. depending on the genre. But when I say that, I kind of grew up on like hip-hop, R&B. So that, yeah. that's right. my personal... But also, obviously, reaching back to some of the greats you mentioned, like Stevie and all the yeah. Martin or Marvin story, and all the just timeless albums back then too. I can't, I can't really choose, but yeah, just because well, I guess that was my what, what do you call that? Like your tender years, whatever that is. Golden years, yeah. Golden years. Yeah, golden I thought I was just years. reaching those. Oh, but it's shoot. interesting because you, you know, when you when you grow when you grow up in an era following something like music, and I'm sure people who love movies and television or books I feel the same way um when you grow up you have a much yeah. different experience with with music um that's now that's happening yeah. at that moment True. because that music is never about music it's never really about guitars or or 808 beats or right. um, yeah. or anything like that. It's about the experiences that you have connected to that music. Exactly. It's about I agree wholeheartedly. telling those stories. Yeah. So when you go back to Marvin and Aretha and Stax and Motown, like most people do, you yeah. don't have that connection to those times. You're kind of faking it emotionally. You're like, well, you know, the civil rights stuff that's going on now I could relate it back to what was going on a little bit in the 60s, but right. I understand what's happening almost like a carbon copy of a carbon copy of what's going on now rather than yeah, yeah, exactly. True. pretending okay. to get those human emotions and feelings because I wasn't directly involved with stuff like that. Yeah, see That's that. a really good point because I think a lot of times, like you said, recency bias kicks in for guys like us when we had been yeah. around and experienced like Snoop Dogg to me, his impact when he came into the scene is completely yeah. different than me sitting back and trying to listen to Marvin Gaye's debut, you know, because I wasn't yeah. there at the time and it's completely different. Although I would, based on that, I would still pick the 60s as my favorite, you know, era just because Ooh. without that era nothing else would actually, to me, would have ever been created. Yeah, so. and isn't it amazing that if you were yeah. growing up now, you would get a much different perspective of Snoop Dogg exactly. than when you were yeah, when growing exactly. up during Very Snoop true. and Dre and all those guys yeah, yeah. on death row. You would see mm -hmm. him as like a, as an advertising salesperson, you know, <laughs> so hey, like it, it's just like, wait a second, like this guy that's hanging out with Martha Stewart, he did an album yeah. called Doggy Style. Like yeah. your whole perception, so wow, would right. completely change. Rather than if you look at him now as, uh, and, and I don't, but if you look at him now as somebody who would never leave money on the table, for instance, right. or, or is is very open to doing deals with with corporate America. Um, yeah, you yeah. would see it a much different transformation than Great the point. guy who That's was so terrifying to yeah, be around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
You know, that image. Yeah. And forget about smoking you under the table. He would destroy <laughs> you. You would be yeah. a puddle on the floor by the time that he got through with you. You know, that's so true. That is hilarious. Oh, but man. then there's also the folks that are that claim that they were born in a different era and insist <laughs> on it. You know, yeah. and I mean, like uh, kids, Today, my today's age hippies. That yeah, they insisted that the 70s were where it was at and that what we have now is garbage. Like, how do you explain that phenomenon? Yeah, um, you know, that type of stuff, I, 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 there's, a, there's a couple of people I've noticed on Instagram that, that would say something like that and they would follow Fish or the new version of whatever the Grateful Fish. Dead is that, that <laughs> year. Um, yeah. And that you look at them and they have flowers in their hair and they're wearing sundresses and um, they very much look like that they're right out of Carol 1967. Baskin. Yeah, like looks like that they haven't mm-hmm. taken a bath in a couple of days and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like they're right into it, which is amazing. Like, yeah, but, for sure. um, uh, but, you know, tough. Like you're born in this era, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just... I I don't know. I I don't believe in reincarnation. You're 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 a 2010 kid. You're you're 19 years old. You know, it, it's okay. You know, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Plus, now we're in the era of uh, with everything. I feel like art, fashion, music. There, I don't feel like there is a direction. I feel like all the yeah. directions have opened up, sort of representative of how the internet opened up. Yeah, you know? I took yeah. my daughter. Popular now. I took my daughter back to my high school. Um, mm-hmm. just as a lark one day. Um, this year, I think during when we were all in lockdown, we were like, let's just go for a drive, you know? Um, and yeah, I told yeah. her that this is where the stoners hung out and this is where the hip hoppers hung out and this yeah, is yeah, where yeah. the punks hung out and this is where the smokers hung out. And she <laughs> looked at me like I have friends that are all four, yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. It, it's mind blowing that that division of, of everything was so basic and normal that you treated yeah. it like the Breakfast that's Club so movie where yeah. here's the brain <laughs> yeah, people and here's, yeah. you know, here here's the jock and the weird, you know, people. Um, but now you have access to, to all sorts of different communities that if you are, yeah. if you think that you are alone in the world, you just haven't looked at Facebook long enough because there's a group for you or 4chan or Instagram or Reddit. Like there's, there's wow. a community out there for the, the strangest, most bizarre people with, with any sort of talent and, and interest. So true. Um, yeah. right. and, and I think that if that was around back then, I think that those separations would not have been so harsh because we would Agreed. have seen that. Well, mm, wait a yeah. second. Like, like, that's why, you know, when Judgment Night came out, it blew a lot of people's minds in my high school because it was like, wait a second, you can you can mix rock and rap together? Like, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, nobody yeah, thought yeah. of that except for, like, the people like Rick Rubin who... Right. You know, because we weren't... We just didn't know that people yeah. were kind of doing this. And so sometimes it takes... It takes an album. Sometimes it takes a tour. Sometimes it takes a band. Sometimes it takes a whole era for people to... Yeah go yeah you can have aerosmith and run dmc and then you realize that run dmc was actually helping aerosmith a lot more than aerosmith was helping out run dmc yeah Ah, that's that's very true and i think even going further the idea of like a chaos 
keeping it Canadian. He was singing and rapping really well, but it wasn't really received that strongly because we were still in that antiquated idea that yeah. everything needed to yeah, be segmented. And then yeah. right. Drake pushed it a little further, and now everybody's rapping and singing at the same time. So I think that even in music, we've seen this great like change yeah. where people aren't stuck in a box anymore and they're yeah. really I think just Lincoln Park to be deserves leaders. credit for that too absolutely that's a great yeah. another one Lincoln yeah, Park yeah for sure absolutely. but you know look at the success yeah. of Bad Bunny this year he's the, the yeah. single biggest artist by far he's actually generating more more money in terms of his sales and streaming than than some record labels put together I think there was wow. something like there's only two of the three major labels that are making more money than he's actually generating so far this year but wow. you know wow. he's coming from a world where he didn't even realize how how big he was going to get but you have right. people all over the world listening to to you know Latin music singing lyrics that they don't understand the maybe <laughs> what they are but yeah. it took something like Despacito. Justin Bieber and um Jinx. and Desposito to yeah. bring mm. people to not be afraid of something that they're not used to. But that's like that right. everywhere. It's like that Absolutely. in business. It's like that yeah. in politics. True. When yeah. somebody you need people to kind of take two steps forward a little bit and then somebody just busts through the door and completely annihilates everything that you thought about separation of people. True. Very right, that's a good point because before you'd have artists like Shakira releasing the same yeah. song in Spanish and then in English, or yeah. even Shania Twain releasing the same album, more country or more dance. Yeah, but those artists, it's funny. I think those artists did it more of a career move, like when you uh, know, and, and no slight to them or Christina or um, Selena Gomez released right. her first all Spanish album. I think last year or maybe eighteen months ago, they do it mostly so that their core audience realizes that they've never forgotten where they've come from. Right. You know, right. it's almost like it's a vanity project. I don't think mm. anybody has ever stepped all two feet in and said, this is a first step to what I want to do. You know, in Canada, we've got all these different provinces and for the most part, they're English speaking, except for obviously yeah. with Quebec. Um, right. There are countless hundreds of bands that I've talked to over the years who want to record a French song because the French market is right there for them. It's French right. radio. They play 24-7 French right. music. It's French talk. Um, but Montreal and Quebec City and, and those major cities, um, they completely shut the door on those artists because it's like uh -huh. you're pandering to us. We right. don't need you. We have people uh -huh. who sing in our language. We don't Gosh, need a... Yeah punk band right. to sing half the song in french to please us we don't care about you you and know which is interesting because different cultures treat that differently yeah right certain True. cultures like it find it respectful if you try to dress like them and right. yeah and them it's like we're french you, you're not leaving. or or yeah, you say a couple yeah. of lines in concert in french when you're in france or or spanish mm -hmm. when like they love that and it's a sign of respect but that's right. why that's why Canada is a little bit weird. It's too bad we need to mix it up a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, that's so true. And I know that um, you mentioned some of the, like I guess you would call them movers and shakers in the game who are able to make these changes and pivots to get the right type of attention, even if it's bad publicity. When you're at a certain level, it seems to work in the favor in some cases. But for everyone else trying to break through, do you have any advice or anything? I know you've you deal with tons of artists 
on all different levels. How in the world do you start to like build your brand and actually cut through all the noise? Yeah. Can I add to that question to make yeah. it a compound question? Please. Um, compound. How has that has that changed during the pandemic? And do you have any new tips about that? What's, am, what's amazing during the pandemic is just the absolute huge numbers of new songs and music that's available up on something like a Spotify where, um, you know, it's something like 60,000 new songs a day are being uploaded during the week and Damn, over 100,000 yeah. for New Music Friday. And the pandemic had a lot to do wow. with that because yeah. all those people who were sitting at home wondering what on earth they're going to be doing today. Um, yeah. They can create music with their computers and upload it yeah. and get it up there on on the music streaming services within a couple of days. So you have a lot of pretenders, I'm going to call them, just people who hmm. aren't really taking it seriously. They're not looking for a team. They're not looking for a publicist or a manager or a booking agent. They have no desire to play live. They just want to stick it up on SoundCloud just for giggles, just to see what happens and maybe do a couple of videos on TikTok. And if it doesn't break through with... 400 million streams. They're just going to forget about it and go do something else. There are others who have to realize that if you're in it to kind of play a little bit, um, that your competition is Lady Gaga and Marvin Gaye and Aretha and the Beatles, because we're all after the same competition as everybody else that's out there for the same eyes and ears as everybody else in the, on the planet. So it's really difficult. But the good thing is, is that it was always difficult. You know, it's just changed. If you were a band or an artist, if you were a rapper in St. Louis, um, it, you, you had no idea in other cities in Missouri, if somebody was even breaking through, unless you read about them, because they wouldn't play them on the radio. So if you were in Cincinnati breaking big, you might've not even known, been known about it in Dayton, Ohio, which was not that far away because, right. True, there yeah. just wasn't an equal way for everybody to have access to the same kind of music with one step like we do now. So it was just wow. difficult, but it was different. So I, you know what? The only thing that gets me up in the morning, the only thing that keeps me going is that no matter all the social media in the world, you got to be, you just have to be interesting. You can't be boring, but it's also about the song. You've got to, right. it, it, it starts and ends with that. And I don't know if that's true anymore. Certainly there's not a lot of songs in the sense that we all know and grew up about where there's a structure of an intro and a verse and a chorus yeah. and here's the bridge right. and then we go back to it, playing yeah. with real instruments or whatever it is. Now mm-hmm. there's there seems to be a movement towards mood of yep. if you like the first yeah. seven seconds of the song, Good. you're going to love the rest of the three and a half minutes because it's all the same. Right. Oh. But I talked <laughs> yeah, to okay. older artists and they're like, this chorus wouldn't even fit on a bridge back then. Like yeah. we wouldn't wow. even take yeah. it, but that's their era. And so you can't relate it to what yeah, the people they're... want now, but we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a little bit of, of, bonkerness when it comes to <laughs> catalog sales and streams there's something like 81 percent of all music consumed this year or last year was music that was older than 18 months of what the industry would call catalog sales mm-hmm. maybe that's just because mm-hmm. they have a leg up on all these new songs and right. so you know them more 
you understand them more. They play them more live. You watch their videos more than something new. Um, yeah. There's also uh, something to be said for maybe it was just better music. I I don't I mm. I think it's a little bit of both. Right. I uh, I totally agree. I think the streaming era has kind of changed. You know the way people approach making music and actually like how long music is anymore. Yeah. And you touched on something earlier. Um, just like it matters, the song matters. But I also find that in this day and age, people can't really be as free in their music anymore. If they're not talking or saying the right things or avoiding the wrong topics, they can get really, hmm. really demonized or even canceled. What What are your thoughts on freedom of speech and music and and some of the stuff that you've seen going on over the last couple of years with just... You know, either someone saying something in a song or an artist speaking their mind and kind of getting chastised for it. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, yeah. You know, especially when, look, as, as, as much as I believe in freedom of speech, and I know that there's a very fine line between hating somebody yeah. or a group of people and hate speech. Right. And sure. even the courts in America can't really figure out state by state what they think it is. Um, especially right. when you have, mm. you know, idiotic white supremacist groups that are not getting the punishment that I think that they should be getting and just right. they make a lot freely. of music, those guys. But it's also <laughs> but but here's the thing. When you have when you have artists speaking from the stage slamming a race or or members of the LGBTQIA plus community, part of it is, okay, like you have to go away as punishment. But part of it is like, we've stopped listening to people, even the people who will say really nasty things about gays or lesbians or, or, or gender fluid people, because the mm -hmm. fact is that they have to have come from somewhere. That right. thinking just doesn't yeah. come yesterday. And different cultures teach that, different countries yeah. teach that, different races, different backgrounds sure. teach that. Yeah. So not everybody is going to fit in the modernized world of North America True. where, you know, right. I can True. say right now where we should all love one another. Well, the fact is that like 35% of America voted for somebody to be president who doesn't like everybody. Right. Um, what's amazing yeah. is that the last, so I don't, so it's just my roundabout way of saying, I wish I had an answer for that because I don't. Because yeah, what okay. I thought about what I want to teach my daughter and the people I surround myself with are far more inclusive than than some people. But what does that get you? Mm -hmm. You can still get canceled mm -hmm. tomorrow for just something that you might have posted 15 years ago that you've right. now changed and grew up. Um What's interesting about the Roe v. Wade situation and the, the abortion change, thanks to the mm. Supreme Court, is far more female and far more artists are speaking out against that change yeah, right. than what I thought would happen. And there right. seems to be this, this, um, this thinking of, if I'm going to lose you because you don't agree with human rights or medical rights or that fact that women should get abortions when they want to, then I don't need your money. Yeah. And that's mm, interesting okay. because most of the time record labels and managers and booking agents would want 
their artists to steer clear from any controversy. Right. It's like Michael Jordan True. said, you know, even Republicans buy shoes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. he yeah. was like, yeah. you know, I, I most artists agree with that. They don't care who you voted for as long as you like them and you want to pay to go see them in concert. But they'll I think a lot more artists are speaking out for causes that they believe in because they have a voice and not worrying about whether or not if they're going to lose half their audience. That's true. And you yeah, know what? Speaking true. of audiences, there's something that's happened, especially, well, I guess, it's maybe as a result of COVID, most likely. But one of the ways that I know you mentioned um, artists cutting through, at least in their local communities, and starting to uh, build a following from that um, was live shows. And we've seen a ton of live music venues shut down. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And how is like how are you working with artists or recommending that artists get around not being able to perform live in their local yeah. communities as as they were able to even even just touring like the country doing small shows? I don't think that's yeah. as easy. Or as even it was doing local least. shows, right? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Toronto, where I am, we had we had something like forty six or forty seven venues that were music related closed for good during COVID, and they're not coming back. Um, but the audience, it all depends on, on what kind of music you play. If you play folk or blues or rock or or classical, like mm -hmm. your audience kind of demands you to go out on the road and play live because they yeah. like to see that. If True. you are, um, if you're 16 years old and you're a pop artist or you're 19 now, when you were 16 before COVID, um, your audience probably has never seen a live show in their whole lives. <laughs> or if they are, they might be going to an all day or an all weekend festival like Coachella right. or Oshiega, yeah. where you have 40 minutes to do your hits and that's it. You don't even have time to develop your live show. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of these opening artists um, that open up for the weekend or Drake or Bieber. Um, mm -hmm who skipped the club aspect of it, which was watching Olivia Rodrigo do right. venues that were 800 to 1,200 people. She yeah. absolutely underplayed those venues. She could have easily sold out arenas and stadiums with that album, easily. But they had a plan of like, we're in this for the long haul. We want her yeah. to get her... Mm -hmm you know, get her feet wet in playing in front of, and how to command a crowd so yeah, that yeah. when she does play something like overseas and in, in England where she can play to 50,000 people, um, she's got that experience. So I think it all depends on where your audience is. And especially during COVID, nobody was playing. So they were playing live, at least online. online Not many yeah. people have stuck with it, much to my chagrin, because I wanted, because <laughs> I told them, like, don't forget about online. There's no better way to be able to play to your audience if you're in Kansas City, but also play halfway yeah. around the world at 11 o'clock at night if you wanted to. So everything is really all about video. Everything is all about attracting seven seconds because nobody's going to buy a ticket for you unless they like your music. And the only way to get, get their music is if you get them for the first five seconds, That's seven seconds, 10 yeah. seconds. That's absolutely true. I know you don't have much more time um, yeah. with us. We do appreciate it. But I just wanted to ask, I know you do so much, but I noticed you don't have a podcast, or maybe I couldn't find one. Have you ever? <laughs> You're an XM, have, aren't you? I've got you the radio show on Sirius XM. Um, yeah, right, right. Every time I attempt to do something else, I love it. And yeah. then I think, why on earth are you doing this? There are people <laughs> who much. do this so much better than you. Yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah. I stop. I disagree on that. that. I no, I, I got an idea. You know, 
I, I was doing these one sec, these one minute videos teaching people or just like giving advice on what to post when you're stuck Which for are ideas. Great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just you know I. But then I watch people on TikTok and they have animation, they have text, and they have fast moving stuff. And I'm like, I don't have time to do all that stuff because yeah, I, I have a job yeah. in Bubble right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So So I think, well, does this do more harm than good? And do I just good stop point. doing it? So that's why I just don't do a lot of content like the podcast because- I get to play on the Sirius XM show. I get to hang out with people like you, and yeah, that's yeah. that's good enough for me. That, that's it. all appreciate I appreciate that, buddy. Thank Here's you so what we'll much. do. Don't waste your time starting the podcast. Join us once a month or so. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm always, yeah, yeah. I, I always I always hey. have time for you three. Perfect. Okay, we, we have really you on record it. here. We're as serious <laughs> as XM. Legally binding. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you with a joke. Thanks, um, guys. I appreciate respect that. your time. So we are, Matt, were you about to wrap? You can go ahead. Perfect. Uh, do, do we have time for another question, or do you have yeah. to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, I just you share so much of uh, of your valued and valid opinions on the music industry online. So I really want to know what you think about this. We're we're coming to a point where computers and AI is starting to learn more and more and more and more about what sounds good to humans. Um, <clears throat> in every aspect variation dynamics melody and we're coming to a point where possibly some tech jobs will completely disappear like recording engineering sorry folks that's my job too but <laughs> i i kind of yeah, see yeah. where that's going and perhaps even the music writing how do you feel about a possible uh future where the best songs the most emotional inarguably the best songs are written by computers how do you think that you would react and how would other people take that? Well, let me let me ask let me answer that with a question. Did you even realize that I'm a hologram? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. I've been wondering for yeah. a long time. Um <laughs> cue the X-Files music. You know, I would never say anything on record that would make the robots overlords that are going to control us <laughs> in enough. 25 years to hate Wise me. Man. Uh. Um you would like to think that they wouldn't be able to create love songs or just songs yeah. that are just so gut wrenching and heart wrenching that you just you'd like to think. Yeah, you'd yeah, like yeah. to think that. Yeah, but I'm convinced that it's going to happen. I mean, we're seeing oh, it now. Yeah, we're sure. we're seeing sure. we're 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 seeing it with with certain. Uh, I'm doing publicity right now for <laughs> for a virtual <laughs> reality, uh, you know, artist. <laughs> Um, whose songs were literally created by shoving 10,000 songs into a computer and popping one out. And here we go. Like that's the song. Um, Just, just to see just, and and so now, you know, you talk about 60,000 songs being uploaded on Spotify every day. Right. Like, you know, there could be one company that sometime in the future, just start to upload 5,000 songs a week with fabulous titles. Like, how are you today? And just to catch Google's attention to get a couple of hundred streams a day. But wow. at the end of the year, that may add up to a million streams. And that's $4,000 for the revenue times that by 300 songs. That's a, that's a pretty good living. That's a good show. You just yeah. gave yeah. people an idea. Yeah. 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 To think yeah. About. Really did. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. We know you have to run. So yeah. I got to run. Let us know where to find you. And, yeah. Uh, at man, that we'll Eric Alper too. on Twitter or that Eric Alper.com on the interweb. Thanks so awesome. much, man. We appreciate right. you. Thanks, guys. Right. I appreciate it. We'll hold you it. to it. We'll have you back. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Have a good one. 
Enjoy the week. See ya. You too. You too. Take care. That was great. Love yeah, talking was, to that guy. He's, he's got going. so much information. So you know much. What I mean? Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, he's back. Incredible. Oh, he came back. That's what she loves us. Yeah. Oh my woo. God, we're so special. <laughs> I hope <laughs> so you didn't close the, the browser. Oh, the browser. Good point. You, uh, That's okay. We can we can deal with that afterwards. True. That was a great that was a great chat, man. I always love to have Mr. Eric Alper with us here. Yeah. He just brought up For a really sure. dark idea though that I know taking the, taking those songs and putting them through a computer to produce oh that's super and it's the crazy thing is he mentioned that it's already happening so this isn't this uh, yeah. is happening this isn't yeah, far we knew, away. I knew yeah. it was happening I didn't think it was on a larger a scale as it is though especially thinking happening on a level that there's already uh, people in motion like PR to right, drive right, these exactly. products that's what I mean, yeah. yikes how do you compete not only with he mentioned like uh, Stevie Wonder music of the past but now robots and computers where does that leave us in yeah. creativity it may not leave us with much one day i mean uh, think geez. about it I'm, I'm not just saying robots will write good songs okay. i'm saying robots will write the best songs right the, okay. the most earwormy can't get it out of your head choruses yeah, uh, yeah. The most profound bridges with the the lyrics that speak to you the the most deeply that will happen if humans yeah. can do it. Robots can see it and learn from it and eventually do it better. And then, honestly, what happens then to to humans making music? Yeah, to the artists. How, do, how does that change if it maybe becomes just for you? Because people problem. will listen to better songs. And then what will happen? Will they have? I don't think holograms will be the cell, but in these cases, will they have humans that fit the vibe of the music, do the tours and the concerts, or is that gone too? No, it'll be holograms. This reminds like me. Of, Why not holograms? People yeah. go watch DJs just stand there. We watch animation Ooh. shows all the time. That's true. True. I mean, people yeah. do. I mean, this, no, no slight to DJs. It's hard to do what you do, but it's just one person standing there often. Yeah. Playing. <laughs> that's our new our new word, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. You know, that's something I wanted to ask Eric about is the evolution of what a disc jockey is now and what it was back then. Right. Because I know they play yeah. different roles. But this whole conversation reminds me of the self checkout. Because when that concept came around where we are, it was like super cool. You don't have to wait in line. Well, technically, yeah. you might not have to, and you don't have to go through the whole hassle of talking to somebody. And right. now I don't do the self-checkout very often just because it's nice to get a little hello when I have a nice day. I don't know. I hate when I go element. to the non to the human and they're not nice. It's like you just cost yourself and your team a job because I only came to you for pleasant human interaction and you failed at the one thing that you can do better than the robots. True. <laughs> now that's that? when you, you should. You should. You, you know what you should say? You just leave them. Unscan me. I'm going to the self-checkout because it says, yeah. hello. Scan me. Yeah, at least they're nice. <laughs> <You> <laughs> say, Thank you. Have a great Let's day. Let's make a pact. So the next cold. time this happens with a rude human, we'll just say, I'm going to go to the self-checkout so I can get a friendly hello from the machine. I'm going boom, to boom. just to put them in their place. Suck it. Whoa, we don't talk like that anymore, Dariki Palmer. Oh, we don't anymore? Damn it, I didn't get the memo. No, no, this was you guys. Oh, no, that wasn't suck it. You can't say you suck. That was a right, yeah, it was you suck context is the one of the word. Worked. We're removing. All right, well, let's get the energy back, suck. man. I love how Eric has so much energy when he comes in, man. It inspires. Yeah, me. he came in. I like that too. Like I always thought that high. I needed to be better energy-wise on the podcast too. Just kind of like I'm a little. I can start slow and then Matt or you can kind of bring it out. It. But you need yeah, like a golden. But usually, it, it dropped. Takes a little bit. 
Yeah, once yeah. one so dope people tune in for for the human warm up. Would you listen to a up. podcast where the robots <laughs> are fully warmed up from the beginning? Yes, right, after twenty five years or Actually, so experience, yeah, that right. might happen naturally. I guess <laughs> yeah. we'll see. But yeah, back to what? Yeah, self checkout. Yeah. And truck driving, everything is going to. I was before. I used to think that at least the That's creative crazy. stuff will stay with people. Yeah. But now I'm seeing that even that will be done b- better. But maybe we'll have some sort of movement of people that only listen to other human creations and, and look at other human paintings and stuff. But, yeah. But then we'll kind of become the yeah. pets of robots. Like we're not like, Yikes. what is our, like and then we the will be losing over. our number one spot on earth to the robots. Like if we well, take they'll away, only be doing it for our benefit. They won't be feeling joy from <laughs> making the art. Unless we figure well, out, I, some people take get joy from creating art. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. That's a lot of joy right. So it might become a thing like in Victorian times. People just pl- everybody kind of or people of a certain class knew how to play instruments, and they just did it for themselves and like papa and stuff. You know, papa. That's what it was that for. Boring. Yeah, I know. Everybody, right? Music was a personal thing. It wasn't like a performative. Like you weren't out making millions of thing. dollars uh, performing. Yeah, it was just a little fun thing fans. to do, like doodling. Maybe we'll go back to that. Huh, but then I what about not. like live shows? Like no one's gonna want like you're gonna still want to go see holograms perform? Maybe once or twice. I feel like that would get old really quick. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Maybe live shows will be for other things. Hmm. Like not stand up comedy. Oh man, they could do stand up comedy better too one day. I'm sure that's like Would you, you go watch a hologram of brand comedy, new but... material from, from a hologram that's like Bill Burr? And, and George Carlin and, and Louis yeah. C.K. all together. I'd probably go see that, right? That would I'd be see insane. that over music. Yeah, over yeah. music, I would definitely. Because yeah. you could close your eyes and laugh. You don't really need to picture. You don't have to uh, visualize or see the... You know, Sometimes the physical here. aspect helps the joke, too, though, you know? There's yeah, you know what's going to survive, jackass? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, Nobody true. wants to see a hologram of Steve-O staple things. To oh, that's, that's not, true. Yeah, that's okay. That's true. I miss. I miss. Right. Uh, I must have put the comma in the wrong place on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was calling you. You know what? I miss Jackass. I was like, wait, why is the show? <laughs> show called Jeez. Jackass. We talk about freedom of speech. And now all of a sudden, I'm getting attacked. Yeah, <laughs> my speech. That can be a little soundbite. We got to get back to the sound bites. I know we've been really busy and uh, haven't been doing those. But hey, if you like the sound bites and you miss them, let us know. Because if you don't let us know, we don't know. Things in general. So I've been learning mm. FMOD, which F-mod? is FMOD. What's F- that? Like Frank. Um, Frank it's middleware. It's the program you use to make sounds for video games in Unreal Engine and in Unity. Oh. Huh. So I've been sitting around uh, trying to teach myself with tutorials how to do sound for video games. It's really fun. It's really interesting. And what's one of the like big differences there? In what like if, sense? Oh, like if you uh, know how to make music, couldn't you essentially make a score for a video game? Well, I, I'm learning right, but think about how dynamic the score is, right? When right. You move, yep. Even if we just talk about the music, if you approach danger, the music slightly right. changes to Got represent yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you have to define where all of the objects are, what the floors are made out of, what the shoes are made out of, every type of animation that the character has. You have to put sounds to it. Sure. Um, right now, I'm learning how to make uh, 
the sound of a tornado. So there's oh. a little tornado that was like pre-drawn with the tutorial. Yeah. Uh, and then when the character approaches a tornado, it gets louder and gustier and stuff. So making it directional, attaching it to that animation, uh, gotcha. making yeah, the yeah. different, because it's actually different sound recordings as you get closer yeah. gotcha. to the tornado. So putting all those in and programming all that stuff in. So this is like, uh, yeah. This is like Foley work 2.0. Yeah, it's like Foley, but for all possible conditions, mm. you know? Yeah. Because the player can go wherever they want and do whatever they want. You want to test it out on this podcast? You can start <laughs> to mimic what would be happening in each of our environments so people can kind of hear Anthony. That was the horse behind Dariki. The horse was in a stable. The horse? Oh, uh, is there a horse behind you? Yeah, don't you see it? It's Ed. Where? <laughs> we can do whatever we want on the show because there's no video i don't know if we true. haven't ever used that the we video st- we'll start with that yeah we could just tell people we're in the pool mm. hello bonjour wagwan <laughs> we're in the pool now and they, they'll have to we're i'll put in, in some bubble sounds and they'll believe us. ah nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah now we're in space Ooh. podcast in space Ooh. Ooh, i wonder when the first podcast in space will be oh. i'm sure uh branson's trying already Let's see if we can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Wait. we could if we take those like weather balloons and like attach a Zoom <laughs> call or something that actually technically routes through the top. We could have the first mm, podcast. There we space. go. We beat you. Nice try. Done, if anybody knows weather balloons, please get in touch with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No Boom. kidding. Boom. All right, guys. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little hungry, so I got to go. Yeah, and I uh, I think this is a good time to wrap it up anyway. Anything exciting going on on the weekend, boys? Yeah, the weekend. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, a hot yeah. summer weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's summertime. Very exciting. I don't have anything crazy going on, a couple events, and otherwise I will just be taking it as easy as possible. Yeah, same. Just uh, one event you? and just kind of oh. chilling out with some friends. That's about it. Nice. Chilling nice. out, getting ready for some films that we're going to be working on soon. Nice. Sweet. August might be a bit busier, uh, like sound-wise. It, like, it. like it. And, uh, yeah, just excited. I I need to go out more. You do. I'm we indoors too much, and point, it's so you know? nice How's your back? There. I know it's kind of like a weird time to bring it up, but are you feeling uh, like you can be outside been, now? It's, it's better now. It, it seized up completely for three days. I couldn't walk. It was insane yeah, i thought that only happens to like people in their 60s but it happens yeah. if you don't lift from your legs you can lose mobility for a while so be careful out there be careful yeah. be mobile be safe be mobile all right boys it's been emotional right, another fun podcast right, and to the audience nervous. stay classy and we'll see you next time bye see ya pew, pew, pew. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. 
The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.